What is up, you beautiful people? Welcome back to the Built on Bitcoin podcast, where we cover everything going on in Bitcoin, mainly focused on the innovation space. So what new tech is coming on, talking to builders, etc., etc. So I am your humble host, Jacob Brown, but you'll see me around as Jake Blockchain on the interwebs. And this is the first This Week in Bitcoin episode. So every week on Wednesdays, usually I'll cover everything I saw in the past week or so that happened across the Bitcoin ecosystem. So that's going to include Bitcoin main, kind of Bitcoin proper, but also Stacks, Lightning, RSK, Liquid, anything I see that I find interesting. So bear with me. I'm still uh, trying to find my best signal to noise people to follow to really uh, understand what's happening in the Bitcoin space and separate the more crypto stuff broadly, um, and but also protect my time because this is a big time investment to, to sort through all this stuff. So anyways, uh, I got a list today of some stuff that I saw. It does include all the big players in my mind. So B- Bitcoin main, Lightning, Stacks, RSK, and Liquid. And uh, so let's just jump in and and get started. So first up, talking about Bitcoin mainnet, Bitcoin proper. Uh, so Block, which is the subsidiary or, or company that umbrella company that houses Spiral, Cash App, uh, all that stuff that Jack Dorsey's been working on at Square. So they put out a blog post on recovery for a wallet they're building. So they kind of go into, and it's titled losing your keys without losing your coins. And so they go into the, some of the ways they're thinking about ensuring that you have access, which is what they would call availability. And also to ensure that unauthorized people don't have access. So security, and there's a ton of ways that people can, can uh, optimize for those things, but they're thinking about it through a different, a few different interesting ways. One is this thing called delay and notify, where you can set up a, a text, and if you lose your wallet, it'll send you a text saying, hey, blah, 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 and then a time will elapse. And if it wasn't you, you could just say, nope, that wasn't me, fine, and it will stop it. But if you let it ride out, then you can get your keys back in some way. Another one is social recovery, where you can kind of break up the seed phrases of your wallet amongst trusted peers. And if you lose yours, you can go to your partners, like two of your closest friends, and they'll help you recover your wallet. So interesting article. It's like a 10-minute read. Uh, but if you want to nerd out about some of the stuff that Block is doing to make uh, wallet recovery safer and easier for the next you know billion users, that's a good article to read. All right, next up, we're going to go in sections. So this is all about Bitcoin main. Uh, BlackRock announced that they're going to allow... Uh, they're creating a private trust that will allow direct Bitcoin exposure to their kind of like group of clients. So BlackRock is a huge, the hugest uh, asset manager on the planet. They have like $10 trillion in assets under management. So uh, this is big news. You know, a lot of potential liquidity coming into Bitcoin. Some people are talking about how this is just more centralization in some sense. You know, you don't want institutions running in too quickly. Um but it's, it's cool to see as like a proof of concept that their savings as an asset worth holding. Um, and if they put 1%, it 
of you know their holdings into Bitcoin. It's bigger than the market cap is right now. So that's pretty cool. Uh, next up, the Houston Texans announced that they are now accepting Bitcoin as payment for going to games if you're buying a suite. So if you're one of the upper VIP players buying a suite to a game, they now allow Bitcoin as a purchase, which is the first. There's been players that accept Bitcoin for their salary. This is the first team to allow Bitcoin for payment at their games. So we're seeing it go more and more mainstream. And personally, I think a lot of what drives culture is people in the music industry, athletes, movie stars. And so them getting on board with Bitcoin, it's going to push other downstream effects of people that get on just because of Steph Curry does it. Like, it's just what it is. But uh, I think it's a good sign. All right. And then next up, Gloria Zhao. This didn't happen this week. This happened last month, but I do think it's worth repeating because this is the first episode. Uh, Gloria Zhao becomes the first woman to become a Bitcoin core maintainer. So this allows her access to push code um, and, and has actual permissions to change Bitcoin core. And she's the first woman to be in that position. So congrats to her. That's amazing to see. And then last for this Bitcoin core section, I had a conversation with Paul Stork on the podcast last week. Uh, you can check it out, episode 83. And we talk about BIP300, which is he is the creator of, and uh, a bunch of the topics around Bitcoin proper. What fascinates him? How do we get to this current state of Bitcoin? A bunch of other topics. So you can check that out. All the stuff I mentioned will be in the links below if you want to uh, dive deeper. All right, so that's what I saw for Bitcoin proper. So now we'll jump into Stacks for a little bit. So first thing I saw for Stacks is they've been working on a scalability solution called Hyperchains, and uh, they're actually going to have to rebrand it to subnets. So the, the name Hyperchains has been trademarked, so the scalability solution is now going to be called subnets. Um, so you can check out that blog post for why they had to change the name. If you want to go into a little deeper. Also, the so Stacks Ventures, which is one of the places that I work at, um, they have, we have a suite of tools or programs that we offer to different founders. There's a pre-accelerator, an accelerator, and then Bitcoin Odyssey for growth and scaling level funds. The pre-accelerator, which is called the Web3 Founders Lab, just had their first demo day. And so you can watch that and see early, early stage startups and founders building on stacks uh, and what they've been working on. So there's a blog post for that below. There was also a decent amount of hubbub this week in the stacks community about the residence program, which is a program where you can come on and do research or assist the community in some way, and you'll get uh, a contract for six to 12 months or something and you'll get a consistent uh, stipend to do that work. And one prominent person wasn't uh, didn't have their contract renewed. Some people, including myself, felt some type of way initially. And uh, so it prompted some good conversation around uh, transparency, how's the foundation work, how can we do better, how can the foundation do better. So there was some discussion, there's a couple uh, posts put out, and today, Brittany put out a blog post describing some of the thoughts that went into how they're currently structuring the program 
and uh, it's worth a read. I mean, I like the Stacks Foundation a lot. They're a sponsor of the podcast, so I'm slightly biased, but um, my first touch point into crypto was Stacks. And as I got deeper and deeper into the ecosystem, the foundation was a fantastic resource. And so I like the way that they kind of lead by example, um, doing a lot of things correct in my mind, although I haven't seen a ton of other foundations to compare to. Uh, they're not afraid and they don't shy away from these kind of things when when questions come up. So uh, you can read that blog post to see a little bit about how the Stacks Foundation runs, uh, what they're doing, and they go into some details about what the treasury looks like, what their goals are, et cetera, and also places to have more of these discussions in a, a, a targeted fashion. So if you want to talk about the grants program or maybe governance, something else, uh, you can check that out. And then last one on the stack side, Rider, which if you're not familiar, check out Rider.id. They're building a hardware wallet that looks like an Apple Watch. Like it has a nice screen. You can display your NFTs and hold your digital identity. But uh, they also now have not just .BTC names. They announced Rider handles, which will allow sub-communities different update communities that have a good following to create their own dot something like dot mega or dot friend or whatever it is dot city coin and uh you can you can purchase your own sub community dot domain name and uh you know hold your different FTs and transact in this way uh built on top of the bns layer that also powers the dot btc names that are on stacks so this is the early stuff uh, it doesn't sound like much probably at first, but I think digital identity is one of those big key pieces that once we solve for it at the wallet level for things like Discord or there's one coming out called Console, where once you solve for that and you have a persistent identity across different places, you can build trust over time, even though you're still pseudonymous in some sense. So I think identity is one of those big pieces. And you see it with the Web5 initiative where uh, it's, it unlocks trust on top of that that you can build on. So super cool to see rider handles come out. Um, really want to see what they do with that and uh, can't wait to get a wallet once it's time, once they start shipping. All right, so that's it for Stacks. We'll jump into Lightning here in one second, but first, a quick word from my sponsor. We all know Bitcoin is for the innovators, the revolutionaries, and the builders looking to build a better world for themselves and for the next generation. We also know the saying, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The next best time is right now. The same thing applies to building on Bitcoin. If you want to come build with the most active developer community, building new use cases for Bitcoin, then it's time you make the leap to learning Clarity. Clarity is the Stack's smart contract programming layer, which enables us to work on DeFi, smart contracts, and so much more, all built with the safety and security that comes with Bitcoin. Start today by going to start.stacks.org. Start.stacks.org has a five-step journey that will take you from complete Stacks novice to teaching you clarity all the way to finding a job with a Web3 Stacks startup. Don't wait another month, year, or decade waiting to get involved in the Bitcoin ecosystem. Start building on Bitcoin today. Go to start.stacks.org to start learning and building today. All right, and we're back. We're going to cover Lightning, then RSK, and then we'll end with Liquid. So Lightning, uh, I had not been following Lightning well at all 
but there's a ton going on in Lightning. There's so much innovation. It's probably the most popular and busy area of innovation in Bitcoin right now, as far as I can say. Stacks might be a close second, but Lightning is really popping. So some of the things I saw, they posted out a substack that I believe goes out once a month, and it covered quite a few topics. So one of them, uh, Elizabeth Stark, who is the founder of Lightning Labs, I believe, she posted a tweet talking about how the ultimate goal of, let me grab it right here. The end goal is to make Bitcoin the means through which we route all the world's currencies, obviously. That's verbatim the quote. So in that, uh, and they go into more detail in this newsletter, is the idea that with Taro, which is the upcoming you know, like extension to Lightning, you can attach different assets that ride along on Lightning transactions, and they auto-convert at the beginning and the end. So in this example, let's say you're doing a borderless payment uh, for foreign exchange. So you're going, uh, I'm sending money to Mexico to help my friend who's blah, 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 whatever it is. I want to send him 60 bucks, no big deal. But typically in the current fashion, you're going to see a big chunk of that get eaten away as fees. So Western Union might take 10 bucks or something, which on a percentage basis can be like 20%, whatever it is, depending on your balance. So it's incentivizes you to send bigger amounts, but sometimes that 60 bucks can be life or death and really save the day. And so Lightning has the potential to send that instantly and they can get it in an asset that is more native to their uh, environment. So, you know, USD here, it can travel across Lightning on a BTC transaction and then it arrives there in their current local currency or some equivalent stable coin they can easily get out of. So huge ramifications for the foreign exchange market and uh, cross-border payments. So I thought that was super, super interesting. Really, really want to see how Taro plays out. Uh, next up on Lightning, there's this new wave called Podcasting 2.0, where you might also see it as value for value. And the idea is that someone like me, who's a podcast creator, has a hard time trying to extract value from my audience. So I, I work hard trying to create these good episodes, and then I post them on a podcast, and maybe I can get a sponsor, and I'll get paid by downloads. But also, I got to compete with the YouTube platform, so I'm going to try and get my small sliver of AdSense, or I can ask for donations. And if you've ever tried that, you know things like Patreon or don donations, the, the percentage you get from your audience is is super minuscule. That people are just not conditioned to pay for content in that way. And so this new idea of podcasting 2.0 or value for value is with Lightning because the cost is so cheap. You can connect a Lightning wallet easily and you can start to use different apps where it's easy to tip somebody in a very frictionless way for almost no cost. Or with something like Fountain, which is a new podcasting app, you can connect a Lightning wallet. And as you're listening, for every minute that I'm providing value or that podcast that you find interesting, you can stream them a small amount of sats. So I think five bucks is something like 8,000 sats right now or something, 10,000 sats. And so you can set it to, for every minute I listen to this podcast, I'll send five sats. So it's fractions of a penny, but the incentives are now aligned where I got to provide as much value as I can. And then you can turn off whenever you want, but uh, you can watch your kind of ticker go by and uh, feel good that you're, you're 
participating in this value for value exchange. So I work hard on this and then you enjoy it on that side. And we both get our, 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 you know, fair handshake. And ideally as more and more people provide good content and get paid for it, it becomes a positive feedback loop that they can do more time into that content and make it better and better. So I think this is cool. Uh, podcasting 2.0 is the way you enable it is you add a certain value tag to your RSS feed, and then that can be tracked and people can just send money to your Lightning wallet uh, from that tag. So there's now 8,000 podcasts worldwide that are enabled for podcasting 2.0. Mine is one of them. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be cool to watch watch this. This initiative only started like four or five months ago. So 8,000 that fast is pretty dope to see. Um, on that same note, Fountain.fm is one of the best ways to, uh, as a listener, partake in this new value for value podcast 2.0 game. So you can download it on the app store, Fountain Podcast, it'll come up right away, or go to Fountain.fm, there'll be an Android or an app store button. And yeah, you can search up whatever podcast you like, what Bitcoin did, both on Bitcoin, connect your Lightning Wallet. Uh, and then yeah, stream some sets or send me what, what they call a boost. I mean, I will, I will love you forever, whatever you can help with, but yeah, so that's, that's cool to see. All right. Next two more things on lightning ZBD. I think I said that right. Uh, they are gaming integrator. So basically they provide tooling for allow to allow game publishers to allow lightning payments on their platforms. So if you're square Enix or Bungie or whatever it is. Uh, you can use their tooling to get into this new era of fast, very cheap payments using digital assets. Uh, and they just secured a $35 million Series B to bring that to life faster. So that's cool to see. And then last but not least on the Lightning topic, uh, there's a new all-time high as of yesterday, I believe, of the public capacity of Lightning. is now at 4,799 BTC. So I got to look in more to how Lightning works. Uh, I've heard the mastering the Lightning Network by Andreas Antonopoulos is a good place. But yeah, I don't really understand the capacity thing. I, I mean, I kind of get it. You put Bitcoin in, then that becomes some kind of like liquidity thing that you can shuffle around as, as is. Um, and how much you can shuffle around at any given time is dependent on that capacity. I mean, I can kind of like pick up pieces, but I got to understand that point. All right, so that's Lightning. That's what I saw. Uh, last two points, real quick. RSK. Um, I don't know if this is actually this week, but Sovereign is a DeFi platform built on RSK, and they had a couple big uh, moments that happened. So they crossed $60 million in total value locked on the protocol, and they have a new initiative that launched a couple months ago that you have to get on a wait list to get on but it's called sovereign zero and you could put your bitcoin up as collateral and then take out a loan against it with zero percent interest so uh that contract the zero contract now has 3.5 million dollars worth of btc in that contract so that's that's cool to see uh DeFi on bitcoin coming to life and it's gonna be cool to track these numbers over time to see how it grows and changes all right, last but not least, the blockchain that everyone loves, Liquid. Uh, so Blockstream has something called Blockstream Satellite, which 
kind of is what it sounds like. It's a satellite network that streams the Bitcoin network down to nodes. So you can keep in sync without internet, which is just, that's so, <laughs> that's so tight. Like blockstream gets a ton of hate for various reasons, justifiably so in my opinion, but blockstream satellite is super, super dope. So uh, it celebrated its fifth birthday as a, a functioning network. And a, couple, a few stats that go out there, over 400 million BTC transactions have been broadcast across the network. 17 million BTC block transmissions have been initiated. And the Bitcoin core and satellite source code has been broadcasted almost 2,000 times. So, yeah, cool to see. I mean, it's it's kind of wild that you don't need internet or to pay to keep a backup of the Bitcoin network running on your node. So you just buy their antenna, it's $500, and then you plug it into your BTC node and it will just broadcast. It's the, the satellite network is always broadcasting and there's a few of them around the globe and uh, it's just gonna keep your node synced up just in case your internet goes out. So, or if you're in a place where you don't have internet access. So uh, yeah, super, super cool to see. I, I love Blockstream Satellite is badass. Um, okay, that's that's it. I don't know how long this video was. I try and keep these to 10 minutes, but I think I went over this time. But that's it. That is this week in Bitcoin, the first inaugural episode. Uh, feel free to let me know how I did. Like I'm, I'm trying this new fashion. I didn't really find a good place for Bitcoin innovation in one place that wasn't either muddied by two things, either lumping crypto in with it. So you talk about ETH and Solana, whatever, things that I don't care about. Or there'd be a maxi tinge. And so you couldn't get good data on Blockstream, RSK, Stacks, etc. It would just be Bitcoin focused, probably economics focused, which I find interesting. You know, money is very, very important. Um, but there's enough of that out there that I just want to focus on the tech and the people building. So that is that is this place. I, I'm kind of touting it as the TLDR for Bitcoin innovation. And so that's it. That's my first episode. If you have any resources, people I should follow that are very high signal to noise, so I can put them on a list and just peek through it periodically to keep tabs, send them my way. Send me a, send me a DM. I'd much appreciate it. But that's it. I'm, I'm your host, Jacob Brown. Please, if you can do me a big favor, listen to this on fountain.fm, stream me some sats. And uh, yeah, until then, I'll see you in the next episode. Peace. Welcome to Built on Bitcoin. I know that things don't always go your way, but I'll be right here waiting. I've been waiting now, I've been trying to figure out a way to make it out. Make it out, cause I don't think about everything going wrong.